Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com. Are you struggling personally or professionally because of the coronavirus shutdown? Ready to grow your business and serve more customers and clients? Finally, there's a trustworthy website with resources, relief options, grants, support, and much more for small businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. One location with all the information. It's time to get back to work, life, and reopen America. Visit ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com today. The ultimate resource platform to help you in every way. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. This is our expert contributor segment, The Massey Memo with Robert Massey, attorney solution provider and protector of the people at Massey and Massey Attorneys at Law. Robert will be delivering The Massey Memo on the first and third Fridays of every month. All of our episodes are listed on our website and patriotic purpose-driven platform, everythinghometalkshow.com. Please check it out. Begin to use it as a resource to meet, learn from, and hire the experts, guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things, people and companies you can trust to provide quality content and exceptional products and service. The Massey Memo does have its own page on our website under the Expert Contributor tab, which includes every episode and Robert's information. And especially in this chaotic period, it's always important to make sure that the companies and the professionals that you're working with you definitely can trust. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So it's my little PSA for the moment. Today's topic, tips and solutions to financially survive the coronavirus from a business and personal standpoint. First, my joke, then on with the show. Back in the day, the only time we started panic buying was when the bartender yelled, last call. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was funny because I used to do that when I was younger. Next thing you know, you're ordering four drinks and then you you've got to drive home because nobody took Ubers. They didn't have that back then. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one little quick story about that. It made me remember. So we were in our, I guess, late 20s, maybe. So we go to this bar, and then it was last call. The guy goes, would you want anything for last call? She goes, yeah, Long Island iced tea. She goes, you want a Long Island iced tea? She goes, yeah, I'm driving. Can I get the Long Island iced tea? It's last call. <laughs> and and of course, the, uh, Long Island's got like five stops. It was, 
<laughs> yeah, oh, totally, goodness. totally honest. I just, yeah, give me the damn drink. So anyway, <laughs> it's been a while since we were on the air. I had a major meltdown with my website, GoDaddy, a.k.a. No Daddy. And then, of course, Corona comes out. The world is different. We're trying to navigate through it. So I wanted to have this show all about the information that we know that's out there, some personal experiences so we can shed some light on solutions and help you navigate through. But before we get into the show, Robert, how are you? How's the family? What's going on in Vegas? I mean, come on, Vegas, the people capital, nothing, yeah, right? There. Yeah, it's the, it's the deserted capital right now. There's, it's very eerie to uh, drive down the strip and see uh, no people and no cars and nothing going on, something that I... I never thought I would, never thought would happen. Certainly, not in my lifetime, lifetime or ever. Um, so it's it's very strange to see for sure, especially in a town that's kind of based on the communal gathering of people. So, uh, but I, yeah, I'm hanging in there, continuing to 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 work. And my wife's losing her mind at home with our three kids every day and has become the homeschool teacher as so many mothers had and fathers have had to over the past month. And she gives me a, a dirty look every day when I leave and come to the office. <laughs> you, you leave. Uh, yeah. Because you keep saying I'm an essential business, honey. I have to go I'm, to the office. And she's like, I'm an essential oh, business. why don't you take two of them with you? And you're like, I don't know. They need to be, they need to be socially distant from the people in the office. They might get a germ. <laughs> I think you're, yeah. you're, you came out on the positive end of all this somehow. <laughs> yes. I, uh, she, she definitely gets angry at me every morning when I leave, but, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, just like everybody else, everybody just kind of, it's pretty, it's crazy. What is there to say? I mean, it's, it's pretty insane what's going on right now and uh, certainly scary in a lot of ways to, to think that something like this can happen and uh, that in our country could just be shut down in the matter of a week go from everything's normal and fine to everything's got to shut down now, guys, and we got to get through this period of time. And I mean, certainly understand it and want to diminish, you know, the loss of life as much as possible. It's, it's just, it's very much a shock to, to everyone's system. So how are you? I'm actually good. I don't have kids. so I don't have to worry about teaching anybody. I don't have a husband to yell at or irritate me because we're, we would be home too much. I actually have more free time now because I got furloughed from work, which is what I wanted to have happen. Because of when I ran the numbers, I said it makes sense, especially if you don't have a pipeline with commission, then it makes sense to do that. So it's giving me uh, some more time as opposed to working as many hours as I do. You know, got to take advantage of any of that. And that's the thing too, I wanted to bring up to people. I mean, if you're furloughed, take this time to get organized. We'll talk about that a little bit later. The one thing that I don't like about it is that now that I have some free time, I have run out of excuses to exercise. I said that's because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm too lazy to do that. I'd rather sit at my desk. I've run out of reasons to complain that my pants don't fit. It's time to get motivated. So when we do our next show, you might want to bring that up. It's Michelle, you still fat? <laughs> no, I, I started riding my bike. I started doing, I started stretching. 
you're trying to stay in your house and social distance and 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 abide by all of these directives. That's why. Yeah, I mean, I'm not well, going to go to the gym. I mean, that's just insane. I would never go to the gym did. anyway. But there's no reason I can't walk around the block or get on my bike and have some sort of physical activity. And anyone can do that too. And you don't need to be stressed out about this. We're going to give you some information on how to calm down the stress levels because there's a lot of financial benefits to this if you are smart and pick up the phone or go online. With that being said, uh, let's get into this. So today's topic, tips and solutions to financially survive the corona business, the corona business, coronavirus from a business and personal standpoint. Let's talk a little bit on the business side. We were talking off the air. We were sharing some of our stories, some of the information we've gotten from people that we, that we deal with, clients, things like that. But overall, they have created, as part of this CARES Act, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, which is a 30-year low-interest loan through the SBA. And the other is the Paycheck Protection Program, which is a forgivable grant. It's eight weeks of payroll and 25% for overhead. That applies for small businesses, nonprofits, faith-based organizations, independent contractors, sole proprietors, the self-employed, and individuals just running a one-person operation. So on paper, it sounds amazing. Everyone needs to go to apply. The bottom line is everyone has to apply. And then, of course, there's the other part, which is the logistics, the banks, the barriers, human beings, volume, common sense. But in general, just based on that, it's an ideal program. It'll get you through what you need to once you get the money. Now, Robert, do you want to talk a little bit about how it works in the real world versus what's on a piece of paper? Sure. And, I mean, I started dealing with this uh, with clients and on a personal level here in the past week or so. I mean, the, the economic injury disaster loans that are directly through the SBA, those were a part of the original bill signed in uh to law by the president a few weeks back. So that option has been in place for almost almost a month now, which is a it's a full loan process. Uh, I mean, I went in and started an application just so I could answer questions to uh, you know any clients that that had them um, in regards to that application, and it's a very detailed process. You need to just like you would for, you know, alone outside of this crazy period we're going through. Um, you know, you have to provide all business financials for five years, uh, you know, liabilities, assets, all that type of stuff. Um, and that's a straight loan. Uh, from my understanding, they give you $10,000 within three days of the application as an advance, and that $10,000 is forgiven off of the total amount of the loan. Um but now with this new program, $10,000 being forgiven off potentially maybe 100 or 200,000 or a million dollar loan um, doesn't, you know, doesn't really mean much to people uh, because the, the, the remainder of that, it remains alone. Uh, it's just a straight business loan and has a very low interest rate. And for any business that that fits, certainly, you know, it, it's a certainly a good option to take. The, the payroll protection program is what was uh, set forth in this latest bill that was put in uh, to place uh, about a week and a half ago uh, by the president, which is what, as you said, uh, provides uh, the payroll and 
but has 75% of it has to be used directly for payroll costs. Now, payroll costs is not just the money paid, you know, directly to the employees. Payroll costs includes uh, insurance premiums for group health insurance. Uh, it includes any type of uh, tip or commissions. Um, it includes vacation time, sick time. Uh, they be paying to 401ks. All that is included under payroll costs. Um, and, but no one earning over $100,000 within the business, their income cannot be included in the amount of the payroll cost. And what you are able to use the money for is, like I said, those payroll costs. You're able to use them for rent, and you're able to use it for utilities. But the category of payroll costs has to be 70. You have to use that money, uh, 75% of that money, for whatever amount of money given to you to become a grant. Now, my understanding is that that the time period in which 75% of that money has to be used towards payroll is by June 30th. Now, I don't know how that's going to work depending on when you get the money and, and how that's going to work. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I will say that the application process uh, so the, these are not through the SBA. The economic disaster loan is directly through the SBA, the payroll protection uh, or paycheck protection, excuse me, um, is through individual banks. It is governed by the SBA in the guidelines, but it, you do not get the loan directly through the SBA. You get it through your bank. Now, um, for right now, uh, most banks that I have found information from or dealt with for this program require you to be uh, a customer. Some require you to be a business customer of them. Uh, some just require that you to be a customer. Um, in Vegas, here in Vegas, uh, on Friday, which is when this program rolled out, I can tell you that from my personal knowledge, and again, I, this is just from my personal knowledge, it could be absolutely wrong. Um, but from my personal knowledge and the many people I know that own their own businesses and just from looking online and looking at different banks, there were only two banks here in Vegas accepting or, or having the ability to accept applications on Friday um, because the SBA regulations didn't come out until the night before. Um, I have not spoken to anyone here yet that has gotten any money. Um, I will tell you from, you know, applying through my bank, uh, there, they did require business financials, payroll information, um, and uh, your, your last year uh, payroll taxes, any unemployment. Uh, it was several documents, but that can change from bank to bank, like I said. Uh, you know, it's obviously the idea – of the program is excellent. It's certainly needed, um, and it's an excellent idea. And certainly, if you own a small business, which for some reason is categorized as anything over 500 employees, which 500 employees is a lot of employees, uh, but it, it certainly makes sense to to apply for it because all you got to do is you apply. If you get the money, you use 75% of it. 
It's just a grant. So it helps through this one, everyone, no matter what industry you're in, unless you're selling toilet paper, um, everyone's <laughs> business has taken a hit and slowed down to a certain degree. Um, you know, it certainly makes sense to apply. Now, um, the execution of the program, you know, up to this point, look, when they first announced this program, they said, you're going to apply in the morning, you're going to get your money in the afternoon. Well, again, I, out of all the people I know that own businesses, um, I'm the only one that's even been able to apply. I have obviously not seen any money. um, And I haven't talked to anybody that has. Now they are reporting that you know ninety billion dollars has been loaned out, which I hope is true. I, I, you know, I hope you know, and like I said, this is just from my experience in Nevada. Um, I, I hope that's true. Uh, from what I'm hearing here, that that doesn't reflect, you know, what's going on here at all. Maybe ninety billion dollars applied for, um, but you know, hopefully, like you know, it's a new program. I understand them having some glitches in the system. You know. Not only is it a new program, but you're also dealing, you're telling the banks uh, to deal with it themselves. And every bank's going to have different regulations. Every bank's going to require different uh, information. Uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of a wait and see to see how effective this is. Um, but certainly, you know, the idea of the program is, is certainly uh, a very good one. Uh, you know, I have read some things that they're considering another bill that will p- just apply a direct grant uh, between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars to any company, any small business under fifty employees, um, which you know would be fantastic as well. You know, it's just it's difficult. It's an, obviously, as everyone knows, it's an ever-changing world. Every five minutes, something new pops up, something changes. There's this program, there's that program, there's, uh, but having direct involvement with this one, um, I, I, I'm not thrilled with how it's been rolled out so far, um, and I just don't. I, I, I hope they kind of get it in gear this week, is you know, and I understand it from the bank's point of view. They got a lot going on. I get it, um, but. Hopefully, the, everything kind of gets itself in order over the next few days, and and you hear more and more that that people are getting money and and businesses are able to to take advantage of this program. Because, uh, like I said, right now, I don't know many people that have even been able to apply. Um, but she doesn't mean you shouldn't try. You know, certainly reach out to any banking institution that you have a relationship with, or or don't to see if they're accepting non client applications um, because it's certainly worth it. You know, no matter what, it's certainly worth it. Well, and then from the standpoint of, I have confidence that as they find out all of these issues that are happening and the delays, they're going to make adjustments accordingly to the banks or even some of the execution, like you're talking about, even just coming up with a, a straight grant where they're just going to write a check because the, the overall p- reason why they created this was so that the existing companies that already have payroll and have employees 
could funnel money quicker to the, the regular consumer rather than having them put more people on the unemployment payrolls and then wait for that time period, overload that process. So then instead of getting unemployment in maybe two weeks, now you're getting it in four weeks or six weeks because the systems can't handle it. And you still, they have to go through somewhat of a process to get the checks starting to go out. So by this way, they figured, let's just get the money into the existing small businesses. So that way they could already have, they already have the infrastructure to distribute the money to their people. Even if they're closed, it doesn't matter. Just get it to them. So I know that that's their overall objective. Yes, they want to keep the small business intact so that in eight weeks, hopefully when things go back to normal, quote unquote normal, then they have the potential to actually still be able to open their doors if they're closed now. So I know that they're going, I don't want to say I know, I am confident that they will make the necessary adjustments to get that money going. Because if they don't have that money going to the consumer, the landslide of what's going to happen um, here shortly is going to be, uh, uh, I don't even know if there's a word for it. Like a disaster is not a big enough word. So I think you will, and, and of course, if they need more money, they're going to go get more. They're already talking about another $250 billion, um, going in, into discussion tomorrow. And they will make adjustments to the timeframes once they, once they see what needs to happen. So that I, I, that's why I'm encouraging people still apply because once they work out some of these kinks or find out a better way to streamline it, you're already in the system in the process. So all of a sudden it might speed up or they, you might be able to have plan B where they're just going to all of a sudden the check comes because you submitted some of the paperwork. So the, it's almost like get in line and uh, see what happens, but obviously navigate the rest of your finances and, and uh, budgets and things like that. But don't get frustrated or give up because uh, they'll get the money out. It's just a matter of they've got to work some things out on the logistics side. So uh, that is a positive note. Yeah. I know that you, you feel the same way, don't you? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I want to have confidence they'll get this in, in line. You know, certainly uh, to use it for exactly what you said. I mean, it's, it's – uh, you know, they, the program even allows uh, employers to retroactive this back to February 15th. So if they have, if you have laid off employees between February 15th and now, you can apply with their payrolls put into the program and bring them back into the company and start paying them again. So that certainly is the purpose, you know, of this. I just, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that they'll get all their ducks in a row to get this thing executed uh, appropriately. You know, that's, I'm certainly hopeful of that. And it's just, we're going to have to wait and see because a lot of these banks um, were at the beginning of this process, were frustrated they're not going to make enough money off of these loans. So that's what worries me is these banks, you know, kind of not doing what they should be doing because they know they're not making that much money off of these loans or grants, whatever they might be. So, uh, you know, again, certainly everyone that can apply needs to apply because it just makes good sense. Um, I know 
Last Friday was the beginning date for entities. Um, and this Friday, any independent contractors or sole proprietorships, they can begin applying uh, through a banking institution. Um, there are certain categories um, of industries that, that if you're in that you're, you're not eligible for this program. I, I think it applies to uh, more industries that are covered by other parts of this stimulus bill and are getting a direct, you know, that industry is getting direct money. Uh, but all that information, you know, is on the SBA website. So, you know, if you go to sba.gov and look through all the requirements and if you, you know, fit within those requirements, certainly, you know, apply and take a shot at it. And yeah, I mean, all we can do is be hopeful that these banks get their, you know, their ducks in a row and, and start loaning out money. Now, you know, again, it's being reported that they, that's, that, that they are, um, again, I, my comments are just based off of what I've seen here in Vegas. Um, and so I'm, hopefully that kind of remedies itself quickly and, and people can get the help they need. Yeah. It's almost like, well, just wait and see what happens, but I, I have a feeling they will move quickly because at the end of the day, not only are they trying to put everything back together and keep people somewhat whole, it is an election year. So there's a, a lot riding on this to make sure that it works to the best that it can. So there will be, there'll be, uh, I think there'll be a lot of action here in the next, in the next week. So let's talk a little bit about on the personal side. Um, I read through the CARES Act when it came out on the the sections that I thought mattered to the average consumer, and I was actually very impressed with what they put in there. Um, I read it a couple times because I said, wow, this doesn't sound like something that would come from a politician because it made too much sense, um, primarily the uh, wide-open unemployment definition with so many of the restrictions taken out as far as unemployment, underemployment, economic hardship, um, the waiting period, the criteria, they, they literally almost covered every single person who is harmed by not having as much income, even if it's $1. That's what I'm encouraging people. Unless you're in a, a full-time salaried position where nothing has changed, Based on everything I read, and especially each state has a little bit of different overlays that are even allowing more people to apply, apply for the unemployment. And let them figure it out. If you actually happen to not be eligible because of some little niche, let them do it. And that way you know that you have a chance to actually have some compensation. Um, in Arizona, it's, you know, because it's the, the, whole, the whole bonus that makes this work that they added on an additional $600 a week in addition to what the normal unemployment is. So in Arizona, it's $3,340. So if you had a married couple in Arizona that are now furloughed or unemployed, um, that's almost $7,000 a month. So that can get you through, and it's for, right now it's for four months with the $600 kicker, but the unemployment is, I think it went to 39 months, so that's a long time. But you, depending on how things go, you know they're going to extend that $600. So 
So obviously, the you, you don't want to be home. Nobody wants to be quarantined. Nobody doesn't want to be working. But the once you see what the numbers are, getting furloughed or being, uh, you know, fired, whatever you want to call it. It's, we're not, well, not fired. I can't say fired. It's more like laid off. It's, it's not that bad. So once that starts kicking in, it should be like once you file, depending on how busy they are and inundate, inundated, maybe two to three weeks, but it's all retroactive. And um, then, of course, they're going to be mailing, getting these payments out, which should be interesting to see how that happens in the next week or two, the $1,200 slash, depending on how many people are in the household. Um, so those numbers that they, they put into this are actually not bad. So you, that's why I want people to be encouraged apply. It doesn't take long. Um, I did it on Monday and uh, just click go online and then you're going to get something in the mail in like less than a week. You've got to send that in and then it's supposed to kick in. So I will keep people posted as to the reality behind it. But in general, my advice, if you have lost $1 of income because of this, you need to apply. There's no proud moments at this point. If you think it's government assistance, it's not. It is totally opposite. This is something due to, as you've heard a billion times, no fault of your own. So the programs are there. You deserve them. And use this time to, I don't want to say cash in your chips, but it's if you've never done unemployment, never had assistance, whatever, this is the time to do it because it's not it's not designed as a handout. It is because the whole world has changed and and, and uh, you don't have the ability to make the money and you're totally fine. You're capable and that doesn't matter anymore. So take the proud hat off and go apply immediately. So that is my advice for everybody when it comes to the unemployment portion. Um, comment on that, Robert? I no, I absolutely. I mean, I absolutely agree with you what you just said. This is no time to, you know, have some sense of pride. Oh, I can't do that. Look, I mean, everybody's being affected by this in one way or another, um, and you know, if there's a benefit that can be that, that can be helpful to you, absolutely, you got to take advantage of that. Um, so you know you definitely need to to apply if you qualify to apply and what i would say michelle you're very positive today about this whole all these programs and i i completely <laughs> agree i completely agree that the the writing of that act was was good that the the benefit behind the programs is absolutely needed and good I am just having an issue with the execution um, of those programs. So, you know, you just have to be patient with them. So certainly, you know, if you, if you qualify to file for unemployment, go and file. Um, but just know from state to state, there's different difficulties um, of getting through to the office. That their online systems, I know, are, are not working in some states. So you just have to be patient with it. Uh, you know, that, that's all I would say. I, I've talked to several people here, again, in Vegas, where they haven't been able to uh, apply online because the system's crashes, crashed. You certainly can't get through to anybody on the phone because of how busy they are. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, they wanted to do the unemployment program through a central federal hub instead of uh, doing it on a state-to-state basis, which I think would have worked a little bit better uh, just because, you know, it's difficult. It's nobody's fault. You know, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault in in this sense whatsoever, but you have these states, you know, unemployment offices that are used to dealing with a certain number of, you know, claims and, and people, and all of a sudden that number just got multiplied by about 50. Um, so it's, you know, it's difficult. There's a lot of strains on a lot of those systems. So just don't get disheartened if you're not able to, put something through or if there's any delay in getting you the documents or anything like that, uh, you should just expect that going in and hopefully there is no delay, but certainly uh, if there's any program, any of these programs, that will help you help your business. Uh, certainly not a time to be in any sense, feel ashamed or prideful or anything because everybody's going through the same stuff. One another suggestion for logging on to some of these websites, set your alarm and try to do it at two, three, four in the morning when the the system's not overloaded and people aren't on it and see if that gives you a chance to get through. That was a recommendation that somebody mentioned to to me yesterday, even though I had done it on Monday. And uh, I said, oh, that's actually smart. Don't go on when everyone else is going on. Get yourself up. I think you could set the alarm. Go ahead and log in on the the hours where most people aren't, and you might be able to get through. Um, But don't give up. Just keep – do whatever you have to do until it actually says it's been submitted, you get your confirmation number and all that. The other thing that I thought was really impressive was the credit reporting. So basically how that's working, without going into too many details, they have put a – it's not even a moratorium – any late payments that you have for credit reporting, that's car, credit card, mortgage, student loans, any of that is not going to show as a late payment any time from January 31st, pending you were current, through 120 days after they declare this national emergency over. So that is, uh, to me, that was the, the, most, um, the most critical part because let's just say everyone goes back to work in two, three, four months, but now you have, you have 60, 90, 120 days late just on credit cards or even a car payment. Even if you worked it out with them to hold it off, um, you've just wiped out the potential audience to buy. You've taken the consumer buying ability and buying power out because now they don't have the ability to get the credit that they did before. So and considering what our economy is 70% consumer based, um, that was the smartest thing that they did was putting that overlay on there so that if you are delaying your payments or you are worked something out with the different creditors, you're not being penalized so that when we all come out, you preserve your credit and you also then preserve the consumers to go ahead and start buying again. So that floored me. I had to read it a couple of times and even looked at a couple of different sources to make sure what I was reading was correct. So if anything, once the dust settles on getting the money into the hands of people. That is probably going to be the most critical thing that they did was adding that credit reporting uh, overlay into it. So, yeah, I had to, like I said, I read it a couple of times because I couldn't believe that they actually were bright enough to put it in there. And again, very good program, very good idea. 
but an eye on the execution. So what I would tell people is make sure that you're continuing to check your credit because if there are payments that are being deferred and, in, in, but they are continuing to be uh, reported as late on your credit report, you make sure and dispute those immediately based off of this bill because again, that how credit works is you have all these creditors that report their information to the credit bureaus. So this is a government mandate. Well, some of these companies either incorrectly or just not listening may still be reporting this information to the credit reports. So there's still certainly a possibility that late payments will show up on your credit. Um, so make sure that you're continuing to check your credit to make sure that nothing is showing up because what you don't want to do is just say, Oh, I don't have to even worry about my credit now. And then whenever everything ends and the dust settles in three or four months, you go to check, you go to buy something, go to check your credit and realize, Oh my God, they've been reporting these late the whole time. And you have to go then and, you know, dispute all those claims all at once instead of just keeping an eye on it the whole time and making sure that the credit bureaus and the companies are doing what this act is, you know, tells them they need to be doing. And I'm glad you brought that up because that segues into my next little PSA, which is personal responsibility. So I don't trust any of the companies to not report it the way of not reporting it late. And I don't trust the three credit bureaus to report it correct either, because I've gone through years trying to get things rectified off of my own, other people's. And they, they even, even if you're providing that the information is incorrect, they're still doing, I have no confidence in them whatsoever. But what I, what I am suggesting is that if you are going to be making late payments on anything, even if you've got a forbearance for your mortgage, yeah, I would call every single creditor, whether it's the car, even the student loan, the credit cards, anybody that you are making a payment to, if you are going to be making a late payment or you need to work out an agreement with them, let's just say you're just doing it because you know you're not going to be able to make the payment. Call them all and let them know. Let them know that I'm not, I'm not going to be able to pay, make the payment or they're going to work out a payment plan with you. It might be that they... They are not charging interest for 60 days or late fees. They're all willing to work with you. I mean, if you log into your credit cards, there's a huge warning sign and we're here to help and call us. We'll waive fees. We'll do this. The credit card or the car companies all like three weeks ago, they started with the commercials. If you're having a hardship, we understand. Call us. The mortgage companies, same thing. So even though that there's this overall protection, it's everybody's own personal responsibility to pick up the phone, call every single one of their creditors if they are needing to make payment arrangements or if they can't make the payment. Then I'm telling you to keep track and document the conversation so that when you do pull up your credit report, when all this is finished, you can eat much, much more easily go ahead and dispute something So because you, you've kept track of it. But by what ruined people back in 2008 and nine when this happened is everybody was hiding from the mortgage companies or their, their car, uh, their car payments. They were, they were hiding from the company. So they just put their head in the sand and they didn't call. We can't do that. This time, everybody is willing to work with you and they understand because of the circumstances. 
So we use that to your advantage. Use that to how you're going to do your budgeting, because if you can end up not having to pay the credit cards for a couple of months, yeah, you're going to accrue a balance, but that's okay. You're just maybe that extra $100, the payment that's in there is going to be able to give you that leeway until the unemployment comes in or your small business financing comes in. Use all of these tools to your advantage so that you know how much money you have, how much money is going to be coming in, and you can bridge this gap for, let's just say, I think it's going to be 60 days, but let's just say, say 30 to 60 days. So the tools are there. you got to pick up the phone. And, and it's very simple, and uh, it is totally opposite than how things were when the economic crash happened the last time. I mean, the student loans, you've got a six-month forbearance on that, but I would still call the servicer and let them know that you're not going to be able to make the payment because they're going to explain to you how it all works, and then it's documented. You want to be friends with all of your creditors. They're not the bad guy in this, and they're actually, I was really impressed at how quickly they all jumped on board to come to the table, especially just watching the, the transition of the messages and the commercials. So that's key at this point. I mean, but if, if everything's fine in your life, then don't worry about it. But this is for everybody who's, if everything is not fine. And you could be really strategic about making sure that you have enough money to pay the bills that matter. And like even your utility bills, you can push that out for 30 days uh, by just doing the payment arrangements or the whatever language they want to use it. So plan out your plan out to take this time to plan out your budget based on what you know you have, what's coming in, what you have to work with and use these to your advantage, but you've got to pick up the phone and it, it will be all different. You won't be as stressed out because these tools are there, but you've got to, you, you got to have personal responsibility. This is your life. And you also need to put the time in and it doesn't take long. It really, it does not take long at all. So, that's I, I don't that's I just want people to be responsible about it because the tools are there. So use them. It'll make all the difference in the world in your life. No, absolutely. And uh you know, the main two that I have uh dealt with over the past <laughs> couple of weeks with clients and getting a bunch of calls about uh, that I want to touch on in regards to, you know, not paying going forward uh, are first of all, mortgage forbearances. Uh, Now it is, uh, that's somewhat state dependent uh, depending, you know, so for example, I'll just go off again, what's going on in Nevada. The governor, governor came out, um, last week and said no evictions, but you have to understand the governor has no power over lenders. Uh, so he basically said, you know, most lenders are offering for 90 day forbearance. You have to reach out to the lenders directly. So the first thing to understand is there's no automatic forbearance you know, by the, by any federal government or state government action, there is, it's not automatic that you get the forbearance. Now it may, it's a little different with federal loans and federally insured loans, but I'll get into that, but you need to reach out to your lender. It's a very quick automated process from what I understand and people I've talked to that have done it, uh, that you just call into the bank and they say hit one, two, three, or four, and you get a 90-day forbearance. 
So you have to understand on the on the other side is how your lender deals with the repayment for whatever you don't pay during that 90 days is going to be up to that specific lender. Um, they don't, you know, if it's an FHA or federally insured loan, they have to tack it on to the back of the loan. So if you don't pay for 90 days and say you have a, uh, you know, 300 and whatever, 360 months loan, 30 year loan, uh, they'll tack it on to the back and now that loan will be a 363 month loan. Um, so that's what the, the federal insured uh, loans are doing. If you don't, how these different lenders deal with repayment is going to be up to, to those lenders. Now, could they come back after 90 days and say, you owe me all that money right this second? They absolutely could do that. Do I think they're going to do that? No because it doesn't make sense for them because they know certainly coming out of this, uh, someone that didn't just pay their mortgage for 90 days, isn't going to be able to provide them four months worth of mortgage payments, you know, 30 days after the 90 days runs. Uh, so if they, if they would demand that from people, the amount of foreclosures would go through the roof and, Banks don't really love foreclosures because it's a lot more effort and paperwork and BS for them. So, and on top of the fact that that would have obviously a huge impact on the real estate market across the country. Not to say that they won't do that, but it just doesn't make sense for them to do that. So I'm assuming most of them will allow you to go on some type of payment plan or tack it onto the back of the loan, something like that. But I just want people to understand that the forbearance is not automatic you have to make that phone call to your lender uh, to get that forbearance. And every lender is different. It doesn't have to be 90 days. It is not mandated by law that it be 90 days. It is the lender's choice as to how long that forbearance is. Most have said 90 days, but they are not required to give you 90 days. Some may give you 120 some may give you six months uh, and some may give you 60, uh, but you have to make that call no matter what. If you're able to speak to a human being, which isn't most likely it's not going to happen um, because of how many of these calls they're getting. Uh, but if you are able to speak to a human being and you're not in a federally insured loan, uh, I would ask that question. You know, how does it, does the bank, does the lender know how, they're, we're going to work these any missed payments or amounts that are owed uh, back, uh, just to see if maybe there's already a plan in place. I don't. I wouldn't expect too many answers on that question, but it's certainly worth asking. But you have to make that phone call, uh, and that's for mortgages. Now, rent and evictions. That is state by state as well, for the most part. There's some federal protections, but. That is state by state for the most part. Now, I will tell you what happened here in Nevada last week. The governor ordered that there can be no evictions, commercial or residential, until the state of emergency and his directive is lifted. Oh, now, here in Nevada, and now here in Nevada and in Vegas, 
people heard that. He also talked about mortgage forbearance in the same press conference, and he discussed 90 days in the mortgage forbearance, and people thought, okay, there's no rent or evictions for 90 days. No. there. It, it, again, this is in Vegas, in Nevada. It is not a, it, it's not a set period of time for no rent or evictions. It is until the directive is lifted and the state of emergency is lifted. Now, I would imagine that a lot of states have a similar uh, similar announcement, uh, but you need to, you know, follow, you know, go to your state's website, and I'm sure the information will be there. So I'll just go through how it works here. So if there was an eviction process ongoing in the court system, when he made that announcement, that proceeding stops in its tracks and cannot go forward. Any missed rent payments during this period of time cannot result in an eviction. Again, either residential or commercial. Now, again, this, when it comes to rent and evictions, this is something that you is automatic. There cannot be an eviction. Okay. But even though it's automatic, you have got to reach out to your landlord and have an open line of communication with your landlord. Because look, a lot of these landlords, they, their businesses too. Okay. They, they have an overhead and they have employees to pay you know, it, it, their businesses, like everybody else, you know, these big lenders, they're going to get support from the government. They're, they're going to be okay for the most part, okay? But the, a lot of these landlords are, are just small businesses, uh, you know, property management because they're small businesses. So you have to reach out to your landlord and have the discussion because, it's going to benefit you in the end because, again, just like the mortgage forbearance, <coughs> these landlords, <coughs> excuse me, these landlords could take uh, after the time period is up and the directive is lifted. These landlords could say, "Okay, all that rent you missed, you owe it to me now." Now, again, will they do that? It's a stupid business decision to do it because they're just going to have a bunch of empty spaces because people aren't going to be able to come up with that money, and then they're going to have to evict all these people. But you, if you have an open line of communication with these landlords, they will work with you more on the back end when it comes to repayment. So you really, you know, commercial and residential, you have to reach out to them and have if you're going to have trouble paying or you can only pay a certain amount, I've talked to several landlords, and not one of them has said, has cursed the directive and said this is ridiculous, nothing like that. They've all said, look, we get it. We're in the same position. We are willing to work with our tenants. You know, we want them to pay what they're able to pay, and, it, you know, if they can't pay anything, we get it. We'll work with them on the back end. But if you – just say, ah, hell with it. I'm just not going to pay. I'm not going to communicate with them, and I'll deal with it later. But your landlord's not going to be, 
you know, a, a friendly ally to you in the end. And again, I, I know it's t- everybody's got their own personal situation going on financially right now, and it's very hard to kind of take yourself out of that bubble. But you have to understand these landlords are businesses too. They are, you know, and, and they have just as many financial concerns as any other business has. So it, it is, it, you have to take that into account. And again, it, it's just good practice to have that open line of communication um, to make sure that, you know, they, they understand what your situation is and they, you know, and then once all of this ends, you can have that discussion of any money that's, you know, paid back. I'm a, I'm assuming most of them are either going to do some type of payment plan or just tack on an additional, however much time, you know, the, the directive in your state is in place, uh, onto the back end of the original term of the lease. So I'm assuming that's how they're going to do it. Uh, but you know, you you just don't know. I, I will say I have had multiple specific conversations with landlords that are clients of mine that have said their biggest customers, you know, their, their biggest tenants are not paying them and basically just telling them F you too bad. And that's not going to work out well for them. And, and nor should you, nor should you or anybody or any company be like that. With these landlords, I mean, like I said, they're businesses, they're people too, they're dealing with all the same things that you're dealing with and everybody else is dealing with. So just open lines of communication, uh, it, it definitely need to be there during this time. So I don't know, do you know what they're doing with evictions in Arizona right now? Uh, they've got an overlay from the the uh, governor on a, like a moratorium, but then again, it's the same thing that you're mentioning. It's uh, it's great that he says that, but then again, um, you still got to contact the, the, uh, the landlord or the property management company to work it out with them um, because you don't want to slip into, you know, a little space where all of a sudden up oh, that the grace period was up and now you have uh, situations where now you've got, maybe you will, the eviction is on its way or now that you owe them two months and all of a sudden you need to pay it. So what they, what they're doing, like you mentioned, they're, 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 they're trying to be proactive, but they're also crossing the line on what they can and can't do by making these broad statements and messaging more from a political standpoint, as opposed to what can and cannot happen. So yes, there is some protection, but it, as we keep telling you, it's important just to pick up the phone because I know that my investors and property management groups and the multifamily companies in California, they are doing all kinds of creative uh, payment plans and uh, I don't think they want to call it a forbearance, but they're even, they're even uh, utilizing the security deposits and using that as partial payments. So let's just say you can make, $500 a month and it's normally $1,000 a month. They're taking some of the money from the security deposit to supplement it, or they're, they're really going over and beyond because they're the ones they're, they're looking, they, they made the same loan application that Robert did. So as a small business, they're hurting, they're not having the revenue and their overheads much higher. 
So, and then they have the employees too. So that's what we just keep reiterating. Yes, there are protections out there. Um, as far as what you need to do is unless everything is perfect in your life, which I don't know one person who every single person, these people are your friends. They're willing to work with you and do not act like some of the people that Robert had mentioned where they just say, well, you know, come get me or forget it. I'm not paying. You don't want to do that because at the end of the day, you still owe the money and there's still recourse. So this whole the reason why they're doing all these programs and why everybody's being cooperative is because they know that right now the system is on hold. The whole economy is on hold. I mean, the money is not flowing like it normally is. They call it currency for a reason because it has to be current. It has to go from one hand to the next. And if we're not doing that, everybody in the line is suffering. So everyone's willing to work together, but you have to have that communication. And it's better to do it right now and come up with your personal plan, how much the, the bills are, what the companies are willing to do based on what you know you have uh, in your bank account, what's coming, what might be coming for unemployment or the loans that you're getting, whatever it is, or it, combining your less income from work with all with these tools. So, I mean, basically, you, you could create a folder. I would keep track of every single thing, the conversations, document it, take the extra time now, have all the conversations. It'll make your life much easier. It won't be as stressful because everything will be out in the open and you will know exactly where you stand. And then as this, all of this changes or moves along and we find out when we're going to be able to start going back to normal life, you know, you're going to have to keep an eye on these dates. You're going to have to pay a little bit more attention than what you normally have before, because as things start to open up, then, and, and you're not going to realize that 30 days has gone by, or maybe all of a sudden you're like, God, was that 60 days ago? You'd be surprised how fast that goes, that goes by and the money's still accruing or like even in the forbearance where right now, when you're doing a three month forbearance, they expect that money based on when the, four, when the third month is up, you owe those three months. So they want that. Yes, they might extend it depending on how crazy this, this prolongs and, and, and whatever else transpires week by week. Or Robert mentioned day by day. But they tell you that on the phone and they encourage you. They said most people are actually paying what they can. So then that way, maybe they won't be 90 days down at the end of the day. Maybe they'll be only 30 or 60, maybe 60 because they've actually gotten an extra payment out of that. So just you've got to put on your big boy and big girl pants and take control of all of this on your own. So we've given you the information. We've given you the tools. Just use it to your advantage and uh, it won't be as bad. It won't be as bad. Um, I don't think there's really more on the help side that we can offer, Robert. I mean, we've covered everything. Um but as far as what to expect when we come out of this, the world's going to be different. Everything is going to change. I mean, you brought up a great point about Vegas. Um, a lot of close bodies, a lot of restaurants, casinos, nightclubs, uh, bars, all that's going to change. Um, you know, they'll have some sort of still social distancing. I don't know if they're going to rearrange the casinos or the, so that the tables, I mean, can you imagine – how many people are going to want to be at a blackjack table sitting uh, shoulder to shoulder with somebody? You know what I mean? There's the, the sporting events, the conferences, the uh, concerts, uh, even just going on a plane, uh, cruises, 
all of these things, just a regular restaurant. I mean, they were saying if they were going to do some sort of social distancing, they're going to change the floor plans, the schematics of the restaurant. So they're eliminating, depending on the size, between 30 and 60% of their potential revenue because they're taking seats out. They're taking seats out of the bars. I mean, sporting event, does that mean that they can only fill them with one third of the people because you got to space out the seats. Same thing with a concert. So we, we were talking before the show that, you know, there's a psych, there's major psychological damage that has been done to the consumer from a safety standpoint and a health standpoint. And the financial is, is totally separate, but there's going to be changes in behavior and there's going to be changes in the different industries, um, which depending on what you do for a living, that's something to take into consideration. And, Say from a small business standpoint, let's just say some of those industries is what your clientele is um, or your audience. Well, you might want to think about kind of changing some gears if possible, because they're not going to have the capacity that they did. They're not going to, it's going to take a while. I and mean, most of the experts are saying for us to get fully back into uh, the mode where everything is up and operating at full capacity, you're talking two years. And that's for the airplanes and uh, Disneyland and Disney World said it's going to be two years before we have full parks again. So um, it's going to take some time. So be be proactive um, in your own business or even if you're just self-employed or depending on who your audience is where you're selling a product or service because uh, that's all going to change. Um, so, you know, start paying attention to the industries that are affected greatly and who's doing the, the layoffs and things like that. Um, and then maybe it's, if you're, unemployed, if you're unemployed or you've been laid off, you know, obviously you want to update your resume, but there's opportunities. There's lots of different companies that are hiring from remote work that isn't something where you are, say, working at in a retail or a grocery store or even at Amazon. I mean, there's a lot of other businesses and innovation. And that's the thing I just wanted to bring up some positivity about all this. The businesses uh, are, have become so innovative on how they pivoted and how they have restructured even from manufacturing to, you know, you got Ford making cars, the next thing you know, now they're making ventilators and everybody's making masks. So it's amazing. You've got uh, alcohol, you've got um, uh, distilleries now making hand sanitizer. So the American spirit, the American innovation is amazing. It really is amazing. And just even some of the, the some of the tests and the drugs and the things like that that have just come into place. Telemedicine. I mean, there's all different industries that are now going to just take off. So, you know, it, maybe it's time to find out and make a change in your own career. Or like I said, who is your audience, depending on what kind of a self-employed business you have, because there, there's going to be things that aren't going to come back, but there's going to be a lot of new things that are going to, that are being able to take to the next level or expanded. Um, so position yourself. But as far as the, the, the businesses, uh, just by them pivoting and being innovative and just, just watching how the commercials have evolved over the past couple of weeks and the fact that they've come up with, I mean, the donations from especially these large companies and even the small companies, the mom and pop shops, uh, I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed with the creativity and what they've done to help out uh, other people that need it and uh, encouraging you to support the restaurants that are in your neighborhoods and the other small businesses. Um, so that's the positive side. You know, people have kind of just 
come together in a stance where we never really had to do that before, or maybe uh, you didn't want to. So that I'm very impressed with everybody. And um, I'm not sure what's going on there in, in Vegas within your local area, but I'm seeing it here in Arizona, but yeah, I just, you turn on TV, watch the positive parts of it. Cause there is segments that have, have stories like this. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'm impressed with the, the response of, of the American people on how, on how they're handling this. So we, we're all in yeah. this together, people, right. And we're, and we, we can, we can do it. Just get your own self situated first and then you can help out some other people. You know, it's like the theory of the, what is it? The uh, masks in the, when the, when you're on an airplane and the oxygen mask comes down, they said, make sure you put yours on first before you put on the neighbor. So you, cause otherwise if you're not good enough to even help them, then the, you've got to make sure that you've got yourself situated. So once you get yourself situated, you can really try to, to do what you can to, to help somebody else out. So keep that in mind. And there's no reason why you can't do it today. So that, uh, well said. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a different world, but just be prepared and put on your creative hat. Pay attention. This is the time to pay attention to what's going on. Tune out the bad stuff if you want, but um, it'll help you position uh, yourself moving forward after we come out of this on the other side. Um, I think we've, like I said, I think we've covered everything, Robert. I tried to be a little bit uh, uplifting at the end there. And, and is there anything yes, else that you want to offer? I try. I try, you know, I mean, because this is pretty heavy <laughs> stuff for people, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I just, uh, my one request to all celebrities was please stop making videos oh, geez, in your yeah. mansions <laughs> telling people to take the time to learn something and, and read a book and enjoy the time off. People are struggling to put food on the table. Shut up. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that right now. Like, okay, yes, you're fine. This is a nice vacation for, for you when you're sitting in your mansion. Like, for most people, they're just trying to figure out how they're going to get to the next day. So Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not picking up a second know, language that, in my spare time, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that is not showing up at my house anytime soon, so I can go ahead and, and learn French. You know what I mean? That's, that's not happening. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, it definitely is going to be a different world. Uh, you know, it, it's just, and nobody knows what that world's going to look like. Right. You know, hopefully we come back quick. Uh, and, but you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. This has been quite a, uh, quite an interesting and unique and quite scary experience to be through for, for everybody um, to know that this is even a possibility um, so it's definitely going to be, uh, interesting to see how we come out of it. I can promise you one thing that there will be lawsuits galore coming around from every single place. You can guarantee that this time next year, you'll be seeing a couple advertisements a day saying, did you, were you at this place and did you contract the coronavirus? Did you do, were you running this type of business and your insurance didn't cover you for the coronavirus? Call this 800 number. Oh, it I'm is sure. going to happen. Yeah. Just guarantee it um, because there's a lot of liability out there and there's a lot of things that are, 
going to pop up because of this and already are popping up. So uh, it's definitely going to be a unique world, but I hope everyone's staying safe and staying healthy um, and taking advantage of as many of these programs that we discussed as they can. Um, And I just, uh, yeah, wish everybody well. And if I can help anyone with any, you know, any further questions about any of these uh, programs or any other legal issues, you know, especially involving real estate or business right now, uh, please let me know. My number is 702-870-1100. We are open uh, and ready to help with whatever you need. So please let me know. And uh, on a little lighter note, my, I have a little bit of advice. So if there is anybody that's going on zoom or Skype for work, or if you are doing uh, like Facebook lives and things like that, um, be conscious of the background. Uh, I've been, <laughs> and the reason why I say that, especially for zoom and Skype, I've been on quite a few calls and I just can't believe that, especially if you're trying to promote something um, or if you just want to don't, you want people to think that you're not a complete slob the stuff behind you, like when they have the the uh, the bicycle or the exercise equipment with the shirts hanging on it, and you've got like the the laundry and the cats running around in the background. I mean, just I've seen it on people <laughs> people that are on <laughs> segments for TV shows. I mean, it's bad enough that you you have to see them now without hair and makeup done the, the way that's supposed to, and that they don't have the proper lighting. So you know that's a little bit of a struggle to watch some of that, but on. But as far as their backgrounds, be, be conscious of your backgrounds, because I'm just been really, really. Some of it's funny, and some of it is uh, it's it's rather alarming. So just uh, that's my advice to uh, watch the backgrounds for your Zoom, Skype, and Facebook or Instagram or whenever you're on a video. Just uh, be a little more aware. Mm-hmm. It'll help you in in the long run. Maybe when you're trying to apply for another job, if they if they see your background and it's something, they'll oh, I don't think they're quite the right match for us. <laughs> I'll be be conscious. It's part of your social media profile at this point. Uh, so that's yeah, exactly. that's something to be just be aware of that. So uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be posting as much information that I find all about this or statistics or anything that I find helpful. So follow us on all the social media platforms, subscribe to the show. I'm going to try to be doing segments almost every day, even if they're short amounts, it's going to be information from other people's segments that I find off of TV or the internet that I think is very useful, usually shorter segments. Um, so go to, go to everythinghometalkshow.com. The links to subscribe are there, the social media. So that way you could be well-informed. There'll be some entertaining stuff in there too, because as I've watched some of these shows, there's a lot of material that you just, ah, there's like jokes galore of, of chaos. That some of this stuff is, is, that you see is, is funny from the, uh, how, how some of the people on television, the hosts and the, uh, the guests on the segments, some of their comments and personalities are definitely worth in this time of stress making fun of. So I'm going to try to deliver as much <laughs> fun and inspirational content because there's a lot, it's like a Saturday Night Live skit most of the time when I'm watching these television shows. So uh, again, everything home talk show.com and uh, Robert's going to come on. We'll do short little segments on information as we find it. It's going to, especially about uh, the paycheck protection and anything else we find. And if anyone else has anything that they can provide, please go ahead and, and send it in message, email posts, all of that fun stuff. 
and I'm going to actually start a Corona resource tab on the website. They have everything put together in regards to even just supporting some companies that are out there doing good work and donations. Stay tuned for that. I'm working on it. Stay safe, everybody. You, you got go. this. We're all yes. in this together. We're going to make it through to the other side. You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off. Did you know 63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands and businesses that reflect their own values, beliefs, and support charitable causes? Promos for a Purpose provides business owners with ways to support worthy causes and promote their brands at the same time with its comprehensive done-for-you marketing and media program. Visit www.promosforapurpose.com for more information. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.